This is the She is Wise and Woo podcast with Ellie and Erin, bringing actionable tools and tips every week for busy women looking to live a more purposeful life. Join us as we share practical ways to support your wellness so that you can know yourself better, like yourself more and trust yourself fully. Hello and welcome to another episode of She Is Wise and Woo. Today we are definitely going into the woo a little bit more because I was actually thinking earlier when we were just you know, getting some ideas of what to talk about that we're getting a little bit closer to Christmas. It's the time of year where often people start to really remember people who've passed or people they've known in their lives. And actually, I thought it'd be really helpful a to hear Erin's wisdom on all of that stuff, but also just to get some ideas on if that is something that comes up for you at holiday times, that it is a, a thing that that is you know front and center for you. Then actually, how can you best connect with them, and and what sort of things can you do to really honor their memory as well as you know make yourself feel a little bit more connected? So this is very much tapping into Erin's expertise and huge knowledge in this space. So before I take up any more time i think probably a really good starting place is ancestors what are they and who are they and all of that stuff yeah hello hello um i think the um the answer to that is the ancestors could be anybody really um we just talked briefly about all the different kinds of ancestors and for the purposes of this um podcast we're really going to be focused in on the known and remembered ancestors uh, and, and those are the, you know, when we talk about ancestors, most people immediately go to lineage. They go to, you know, like grandparents, great grandparents, etc., all the way back. Um, when we talk about known and remembered ancestors, we're talking about like the known ancestors are those who we've shared human experience with. Uh, so for me, that starts predominantly with my grandparents um, and goes back to my great grandparents on one side. Um and so they're the ones who I know them. I've experienced time with them. I have memories of them. Um, we've shared experiences, that kind of thing. Uh, and then the remembered ancestors are those who we can name, um, those who we know of. So they're remembered in some way, but we don't necessarily have shared experience with them. So um, that for most people, we'll start with great-grandparents, but it may also be your grandparents or your parents, in fact. Um, and it doesn't have to be direct lineage either. It could be aunties, uncles, great-aunts, great-uncles, etc. Um, sometimes even siblings. So, you know, that's kind of the space, I guess, when we're talking about ancestors, that's the space that we, we tend to go into. Um, and for some of us, there'll be, you know, adoption or... Um, marriage, different relationship breakdowns and, and repairings and that kind of stuff. So there might be, you know, some step grandparents in there or that, you know, um, lineage and ancestors don't have to be blood um, in order to be connected. So that's really important that we understand, like, as diverse as human relationships are, the ancestral relationships are also as diverse. So that's really helpful because I think sometimes when you think of ancestors, certainly for me, I tend to think of re a really, really, really long time ago. So, you know, my ancestors will, you know, they were at least living during the Tudor times, you know, that's, 
That's how very British of you to reference it. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, "Hmm, the Tudor times, when the hell was that? Um, Yeah. (laughs) It was a really long time ago. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) But, you know, I always think of that's where I kind of think of ancestors. So I think it's really helpful to understand that actually it's kind of anyone who's gone before us, really. Um, And then depending on whether or not we've known them in our human form is whether or not they're known or remembered. So in terms of like that connection, because, you know, when people pass, it is really challenging. It's really difficult. It, it opens up a whole space of grief, which I think we're not terribly well equipped to deal with. I don't think it's something, and it's certainly from a, you know, being brought up in Britain, I think it's a, I have a very different approach as well to grief to even you. And I think that's probably a whole nother podcast to, to talk about it. hundred <laughs> percent. But I feel like this, this ability to kind of still connect and still I'm trying to think of another word other than connect, but with those people that have passed that we've, we've known that have been an influence on our lives, whether yeah. in, you know, just by being in a, sharing a life with us or by sharing life with our parents or our grandparents. I think it's really important that we honor that and give it the respect that it's kind of needed sometimes so that we can not yeah. just forget about it. Does that, does that make sense? It does make sense. I, I think for me, I tend to use commune a lot rather than connect Um, Because to me, commune is like I'm actually sharing energy and and space with them, Um, whereas connection is a little bit more transactional almost in the way that it feels. Um, So, you know, you can use connection, you can use communing. um, You can also just talk about reverence. And um, and that's probably what we'll talk about today, I think, is just when when you um, commune as a family in, in the human realm, you know, at Christmas, Thanksgiving, um, birthdays, funerals, any of those sorts of um, sort of, I guess, collective celebration type um, events, you're really, uh, it's really obvious who's missing, right? There's there's space left behind um, and an imprint of their energy on everybody around them. And, um, and so that brings up a lot of grief and it brings up, you know, sometimes it can bring up feelings of being lonely or feeling, um, you know, sad, or sometimes it's a feeling of just disconnection. Um, you know, often if it's like a matriarch figure, for example, the entire family just feels a little bit fractured and a little bit kind of far away. Um, and so the first thing that we can do in that space is actually just go into reverence. Um, and what I mean by reverence practice is really, um, paying respect to them, remembering them, honoring them. Um, and that can be like, we can do that in loads of different ways. So I'm going to use my grandmother as the example, because she's a really obvious one for me to reference. Um, my mum's family, um, my, my maternal grandmother passed, uh, like 12 years ago now. And my, um, my mum's family still actively pay reverence to her at every opportunity. So whenever we gather and we will gather this Christmas and there will be probably 40 or 50 people gathered, some of whom knew her and some of whom have come since. Um, and you know, we will, there will be a place set for her at the table. Um, her photo will be in the corner of the room and there'll be flowers there for her. Um, we will eat her favorite, like we will eat the foods that she would have prepared with us. We will share memories of her. We will laugh. We will probably cry. We will do all of the things that we would have done with her in life. Um, and that just really invites her in 
um, and invites her energy in. And we often as a family will will commune and have those kind of reverence moments. And then we'll see um, a, a monarch butterfly fly past, which is what we as a family collectively agree is actually her presence. Um, she, she's constantly sort of flitting in and out, um, which is not surprising because that's exactly how she was in life too. And so that we pay reverence to her by, you know, we, we make jokes about her because she used to do some really funny stuff. Um, and so we, you know, we'll talk about that and we'll all have a laugh together. Um, but there's never any, there's never any shying away from the fact that she's absent from our physical lives. Um, but there's also real honoring the fact that she lives inside of all of us and that we can bring that energy and invite her back in and let her know that she's loved and remembered. Um, and that that invites her back into that space, um, in a way that creates connection for everybody that's there. Yeah. Um, I, I love that you talk about it like that. And I have to say that's very different to the, the way that we approach people who have passed. And it's one of the things actually that I've really taken from working with you and having you in my life and having you as a, as a very close friend is that, that connection to people who have passed and to my my grandparents particularly is actually really special and I mean I'm lucky because you can tap in and give me messages from them anyway so that's always a, a, an added bonus but I've yeah. actually now got photographs of them in um in my bedroom it's sort of where I, I guess you'd call it an altar for want of a better word but it's really a collection of people who are really important to me and a, a few crystals and you know, bits and pieces like that. And having that there is really important because it allows me to actually connect with them or, you know, see them, remember them even on a more regular basis. Whereas the photos always used to be just, you know, away in a, in a photo yeah. album or just shoved in a box somewhere and actually being able to pull some out is really lovely and to be able to have them. And actually that's something I must um, speak to my parents if I can get them to bring over a few more um, before they, uh, they leave they leave England to come and visit, which is all very exciting, but it's being able to really remember and to remember the good and all of the, the positive stuff. I think that's really, yeah. really lovely. I think with certainly my maternal grandmother, it was really difficult when she passed. It was, she was very unwell. She was a very wounded woman at that stage. She was very angry at the world and everything like that. And that was really challenging because it, it was, you know, she was in a really dark place. So being able to kind of almost look past that and, connect with them and remember the woman she was before then has been challenging but is actually becoming much easier now that I have photos of her around a little bit more so I think you know if people are listening and they are sort of probably from the slightly more uptight British way of grieving uh, which is you know once you've done the funeral forget about it and you know don't mention you know don't mention anything around it I really encourage you to to pull out those photos to get those memories to talk to people who remember them because it does change it changes the energy around it it doesn't feel yeah. like such a heavy weight to carry because you start to bring them back into the light so yeah. it feels easier does yeah that makes yeah of, that makes total sense i mean i think you know as you said grief um is probably a whole other podcast i think but um when we when we first start a reverence practice, it is still really raw and, and often it does bring grief with it. And that is something that we tend to shy away from. Like we, we turn away from it because it hurts. Um, 
what we need to get better at is knowing that actually that hurt um, isn't something we should turn away from. Of course it hurts that they're not here. If it didn't hurt, it doesn't mean anything, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's about understanding that as humans, we create these connections with each other. We create, um, you know, physical connections are one of the first types of connections that we create as humans. We're connected to our mother and, um, you know, often, you know, they, they, the baby goes straight onto the mother's breast or onto the mother's tummy or whatever. And, that, and it's that physical connection. But then as we go through life, we create mental connections with people, emotional connections with people um, and spiritual connections with people. And the only connection we can't recreate when someone has left us is the physical. But often we shy away from all of the others because they represent the absence of somebody. But that person is only absence, absent if we choose them to be, that we can still have them as part of our lives. Um, and, you know, obviously as a medium, I understand that a little bit more um, now than I used to. Uh, but I think the the real key thing is that um, there will be some people who struggle with it a lot more. There will be some people who, you know, they they lack a sense of um, healing or a sense of closure or any of that sort of thing. Um, so just be be compassionate around that for yourself and for others. It will feel a little bit uncomfortable the first few times that you kind of start to have those conversations. And, um, you know, I love that you have your altar out and I hope that you really embrace the opportunity this Christmas to spend time with your parents talking about their parents and talking mm -hmm. about what, you know, what they have passed on um, and that you see in your children from, you know, their great grandparents and, and further back, because that's, um, it's a really important way of understanding ourselves. And it's a really important legacy to continue on that mm -hmm. we, you know, that we share that stuff with the people like I said, you know, this Christmas, my children will hear stories about people that they never met, but who in some way have shaped who they are and have shaped how, what their life looks like. Mm. And, um, you know, for us, we're very much talking about that in the context of we're going to go to England next year and we're going to go to Scotland and we're going to see where grandma was born and we're going to, you know, those sorts of conversations are happening. Um, but it doesn't even have to be on that bigger scale. It could mm. just be explaining why you have a particular food at Christmas that nobody else has, mm. or, you know, or why there's a particular place on the Christmas tree for a decoration or those kinds of um, really sort of meaningful things that we forget to talk about. We just take mm. for granted that that's how things are. We take for granted that that means something to the people around us. Um, but actually sometimes the more meaningful part of that is actually just allowing that to be the thing that connects us to who has gone. Yeah. Oh, great. I think it's, um, yeah, real time to be able to, yeah, remember all the people that have gone before and 
enjoy that connection that you have to them that they that they were a part of your life but as you said we could talk about this in in a lot more detail and i'm sure we'll touch on it in in different aspects because i know that grief is something that you are very passionate about and supporting people around as well so um thank you for sharing your wisdom in that space it's um it's certainly something that that i have found very helpful having you in my life sharing it so um hopefully other people have enjoyed it if you have let us know follow share all of the usual things and we will see you again next week Bye. Thanks for listening to She Is Wise and Woo. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share, like, and review. And don't forget to subscribe. For more info about what we do, visit our website, awakeningthewisewoman.com, and check out the show notes for all our links to our socials. 